We welcome Nick Morris, our Shap of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this, Nick. And it has been an absolute pleasure to cover your short but very memorable career at Westlake. We understood that that COVID-19 was affecting sports all over the nation. And when it comes to high school football, we kind of get lost at the state lines. We don't really pay attention to a whole lot outside of the state. But Nick, what was your impression before you moved to Westlake and before your family uh, decided to move down from Connecticut? What was your opinion of Texas high school football prior to coming to Westlake? It's portrayed in the movies and uh, on TV so much. And, you know, that big Friday night light feel. And I, I always just thought of it as just like something, something totally unique. And it's really, it's certainly lived up to that. You know, I, I can just say Texas high school football has certainly lived up to the expectations for me. So let me walk you through your stat line here, Nick. And and this is what's fun for me because I normally, uh, when watching a linebacker or any defensive player emerge from this program, I have a year by year by year analysis. You know, it's really interesting to see some of the guys that have come before you that have gotten opportunities to play on the special teams or they've made big plays on the special teams or they've come up through the attack team and they've had this opportunity to really become stars in the making. And then you start to see them get more and more playing time. And then all, all of a sudden they're starters or they're captains. I'd like to get your perspective on some of the guys that have been around the program for a long time. And, you know, guys that you've had to get to know and get to know quickly, uh, Nick Hogan playing in front of you, Taven Brown playing in front of you, Brady Lamb playing right next to you, Lucas Maru behind you, Michael Taft behind you. Those are the guys that won it all last year as, as players on this team in 2019. Uh, what was your impression when you when you came to your first practice and you kind of understood where you were, what was that aha moment for you as, a, as kind of welcome to Westlake? I was at the dinner with Mr. Robertson and, and Connor Robertson, you know, great family friends of ours. And they actually asked, asked, asked me the question, what's the best thing about being here and, and being in the Westlake community? And what's the, what's the best thing you've gained out of this experience? And my answer was the best thing about this experience for me is just the fact that I've gained a hundred new really good relationships with people that I hadn't known before. And I can tell you the the people in the Westlake football program, coaches, players, some of the best people I've ever met. And I'm super thankful for that. And I, to answer your question about the the aha moment for me, when, when I realized that I'd, I'd just be a, a comfortable and good fit here, the first practice I was here, I was, obviously I was really nervous, you know, coming into a place where all the people have been, all the players have been friends and playing with each other for so long. I was nervous about how they accept me. And the first day that I was here, like who's this new kid or whatever. And then after the practice, you know, I was walking and, and with my, with my arm around the shoulder of, of Michael Taft and we had already become good friends after a conversation. And that was really the moment when I, when I knew that this place was special. You look at Lucas Brew, Michael Taft, Christian Fournier, all these guys that have played together. You know, we've, we've had a couple of guys over the course of the years that have had the good fortune to, to come into Westlake later on in their football careers. And the all-inclusive nature is what Coach Dodge talks about. It's what Tony Salazar talks about. It, it really is a family. And, and you don't just get to say that. They, they show you. You know, I, I love football so much. And it's really my, it's my passion as of now. Just when I realized how good these coaches are and how well they're taking care of me. You know, it was, it was probably at, a, at one of my first practices and we were just running, running things. Obviously it was really hard at the beginning. T T Coach Salazar's very complicated defense, but it was awesome. And just really the coaches. And, and I, that's when I knew I belonged. The Westlake community truly cares about football here. And that was really the moment. I want to take you back to a play that you really weren't involved in, but it's fourth and 19 a week ago on Saturday. If there's one guy that looks out of place 
in a big time 6A Division One defense is the dude that stands next to you every single day. <laughs> one of the things that I learned from Brady Lamb is that he is, number one, he loves football about as much as anybody else. But you guys could not be polar opposites. You know, you're the big D1 guy going to Duke, and he's the guy that we're try- still trying to figure out how he plays linebacker at the 6A level. But describe from your perspective what it's like to play next to a guy like Brady Lamb. It is truly a, pre- a pleasure, first of all, to play next to a guy like Brady Lamb. He literally is very close to being a coach. And I'd say that because, first of all, when I first got here, he he was the guy that knew the defense in and out. Obviously, he came from a more of a safety position, so he knows the pass scheme, you know, the pass defense and everything like that. Then he moved to linebacker this offseason, so he knows all the run run gaps and everything like that, the blitzes. I'd say I was truly lucky to move in as a linebacker and be next to Brady. You know, at the beginning of the season, he was always telling me what to do and everything. And I've I've learned so much just from playing next to a guy like Brady. It truly has been a pleasure. I think I'm I'm definitely a smarter and I have a higher football IQ now that I've been that, that I've like played next to him. One of the successful parts of the Westlake defense over the last couple of years has been its play of the defensive line. Now, obviously, this is a group of guys that you play behind, you know, but the, the four down linemen there are pretty impressive people. And you've got some really good guys in Hayden Bray and and Taven Brown, Nick Hogan. We've seen Ethan Burke come in there, but Braden Davis, you, you just have a collection of guys that really understand how to play that position. Give us your perspective on just how good Coach McGuire and Coach Vosick are in teaching the defensive front because I know that the pressure they give gives you the opportunity to make plays in the middle of the defense. And that's a really good point. Anyone who's watching the game can see that those guys are taking up double double teams and freeing up space for me and Brady to make plays. The D-line, truly impressive. And uh, Coach Vasek and Coach McGuire go about, go about their business so professionally, and they're great coaches. We were actually talking about this last night at the lineback- at, at our last linebacker dinner. We went to um, Estancia Steakhouse. I am so lucky to play in front of a D-line that good. And it's a, it's a pleasure. Now I know your dad and your uncle have their own high school and college experiences. Your dad, obviously uh, taking Mercer Island pretty deep in the playoffs, playing at Penn. The the conversation around the state championship is generational. Obviously it's coach Dodge versus coach Dodge, but there's a lot of that father son relationship across the entire roster on both sides of the ball. What was your experience like growing up and learning the game of football from a guy that had played at a pretty high level? I've been fortunate to grow up around, you know, in a football family, my uncle and dad both played for Penn. I used to be a quarterback also, so learning, you know, the ins and outs of quarterbacking because my dad was a quarterback before he, he transitioned to defense in college. And then obviously he, he shares his um, insights about defense and everything like that. I, I've been fortunate to grow up with a football entrenched family. I know Coach Dodge has told the team, look, this is not about my family. This is about this family. I think it's very important that the focus shift from who's coaching these two teams to who's playing on these two teams. Have you felt that during during the workouts and during practice this week as you prepare for South Lake Carroll? It's 100% real. And Coach Dodge has, has told us, as uh, from coach to a player, multiple times this week that it's not about him and his family. We, we need to worry about our, ourselves and beating the South Lake Carroll Dragons. They're, they're football players. Uh, even Coach Salazar, you know, we're focused on beating the team um, and not worrying about all the coaching connections and everything like that. You mentioned Coach Salazar, and last year he won the Broyles Award, which in 
Texas high school football is the goes to the best assistant. And I think there's nobody more deserving of obviously that award last year with what he did with the Westlake defense and the D2 championship run. But here in D1, being able to not only repeat, but also improve on that defense, having the perspective that you have now, how is your career and, and how is your football IQ different now that you have been able to have the experience of, of being coached by a guy like Tony Salazar? This is, what, in my opinion, what, what has made this experience truly special. Coach Salazar is a pleasure to to play defense for. And I, in my opinion, college NFL level coaching at, at a high school level, which is just fantastic. And he, he has really like made me realize that football is a much more complicated game than I thought it was. But also just I understand the game so much more now. We, we do have really good athletes and very, very good players. But, but it, you know, the elephant in the room is, is Coach Salazar and, and how, he coaches, how, he, how he coaches us up and, uh, you know, the schemes we put out on, on teams that just let us dominate. I think it's a unique experience to play for a guy that has had so much impact on your career so quickly. I think we've seen the totality of what he's been able to build over a seven-year career at Westlake. And we've seen it come from the championship game in 2015. And a lot of people ask me, well, what's the difference between the 2015 state championship team uh, that, that played against North Shore and lost to this team that played against North Shore in the state semifinal? It's night and day. You know, the, those players were very good, but they didn't have the time. One of the things that I'm always interested in your experience is you've talked about how difficult it is. You've talked about how you were able to mesh well with the players, but digesting all of that football so quickly. I talked to Coach Salazar earlier this year, and he said, you know, when you have a player like Nick, it's not hard to teach him where to go. He had the high praise for your athletic ability, but he also complimented your intelligence. And in big time games, Nick, yes, the other team might have better athletes. You might have more college commitments. You might have more D1 star power, but the difference or the edge is in the neck up. How have you been able to digest all of this intellectually and, and put it into your game and to, so that you can be successful? You know, let's face it, you've had uh, less than a full season of football to, to get all of this uh, into your head and into your performance. That's very true. And I'd say when I first got to West, like it was certainly a shock getting flooded with information that, that has really helped me like learn very fast. And, you know, obviously I'm not perfect. The amount of information I've gotten has made me so much smarter as a football player. The first practice, I talked to Michael Taft. He said, but I was still committed to Penn at this point. You will have a bigger transition from Connecticut football to here as far as coaching and the amount of time that goes into it and everything like that compared to what you'll have from from Westlake to college and and I think even still going to Duke that that is still true my, my coaches in Connecticut were awesome but the amount of time and resources that goes into Texas high school football is unmatched and I tell my friends in Connecticut we have third period football and they're like what what did you say it's just it's just a totally different culture I'm also interested in the commitment that your family made to you. And I look at that as kind of an eight to nine week experiment to see what could happen. And you had all the offers, you end up choosing Duke and it's a whirlwind, you know, two and a half to three months for you, Nick, your family moved to Texas. Take us through that with your mom and your sister and your brother. And of, co of course your dad and your whole family and, and your teammates back in Connecticut that, that supported this, that didn't get to play football. What does this mean to you that your family ultimately had to sacrifice and make sure you had the opportunity to play your senior year? I'm very thankful that I've had this opportunity and, you know, I'm so thankful for every, everyone who's made sacrifices for me to live out my dream of, of playing my senior season. You know, today at, at the team meeting, Mookie Taff wanted me to, to get up and say something. 
and you know i i said this has been i, I thanked everyone for you know accepting me and everything and i and i said this is the best experience of my life this has been the best experience of my life and it truly has i'm just very thankful that everything worked out the way it did and like really really truly thankful as a senior in a new place getting the opportunity to play for a state championship i'm often interested in how you wrap your brain around the last time you're going to do something as seniors you know normally they've had experiences over the course of their three years in the program they get to their senior season and then it hits them your last practice hey this is the last time i'm going to do this this is the last time i'm going to do this are you aware of it? And does that help you process it and, and kind of stay in the moment? I think I'm, I'm certainly aware of it. I think that if, if I was here for four years, I, I don't know how, I, how I'd be able to take, you know, the, like being done with everything because this place is truly special. And I'm even, I'm even so sad that I'm, it's over after only like, after only four and a half, five months this morning, I, I just tweeted out, this is my last, last high school football practice and a picture of Chaparral Stadium. And it, it really is really sad, but I think your perspective is one that I think your teammates can rally around. You know, we try to tell the story of Westlake football over the course of the years, whether it's through our television or radio coverage, or even the stuff that we talk about on social media, it's trying to promote the student athletes. And sometimes it rings a little hollow because so many people are used to it. So many people are in that bubble and they kind of understand, oh, this is Westlake, it's tradition, this is always how it's been. I think you can say the same thing for South Lake Carroll. But when a new guy shows up, and you kind of see the emotion, the raw emotion that you feel being a part of something that's bigger than yourself. I think that really is what reminds a guy like me, who's, whose job it is to tell the story, just how special this place is. You know, you talk about Friday Night Lights, the movies, the TV shows. It seems to me in your reaction, Nick, that it's not only lived up to the hype, but it's been the, the best thing that you've ever experienced it's real. It's it's tangible mm -hmm. to you, it seems. Oh, it's, yeah, it's certainly real. I feel like it would be easy just living here your whole life to kind of take it for granted. But I think I, having a unique perspective on that and, you know, coming into this situation, I've really just, you know, soaked up every moment of it. It's always been my dream to play for a big time program. I, you know, I'm really living that out right now, which is the coolest thing ever. And the fact that I'm playing in AT&T Stadium tomorrow is just crazy, mind boggling to me. And I'm, I'm very excited. The preparation that you have personally to get ready to play a game is is always something that I think people want to know. You know, what's your pregame routine? What are some of the things that that you have to do to get yourself mentally prepared to to play? We usually have a uh, have lunch in the the makeshift uh, locker room, which is the weight room, and you know I'm pretty relaxing at times. Maybe listen to some some mellow music, but as it gets closer, I yeah I listen to Metallica and stuff like that just to get excited, just just really like focused and. But not not too focused. To, I, I still like to to have a little bit of fun with my with my teammates and everything. To be a little bit more loose. Nick Morris, our chap of the week. It's fourth and nineteen. Number seventeen makes a tackle, and and the first person I see celebrate is you. A lot of people really don't understand how individual effort and knowledge of assignment, all of it wrapped up into a moment, you know, all of the video preparation, all of the practices, everything that you guys go through, the smallest dude on the defense is the one that made the play. <laughs> can you, can you kind of tell me what that experience was like for you, knowing that you had turned away North shore on downs and that if effectively you had won the game. Coach Salazar all week was telling us if they need a first down, they're going to go to that, go to the dig by number two. I think we were prepared for it. It's true. Football's a game of inches, but Brady, he was all over it, and he made the tackle before the first first down marker. And you can see on pictures that his his knee was cleared down before the first yard line, and that sealed the sealed the victory. And and I think I said to a reporter after the game that 
best moment of my life. And I, it, it truly was, it was, you know, I, I don't think I've ever wanted something more than to beat North Shore and just prove everyone wrong. And I think that's just such a cool mentality to have. Oh man, that, that moment was, was very special. I think he went and gave Coach Salazar a hug and Coach Cody a hug. I think one of the, the true testaments to this team is how excited everybody gets for one another, you know, in football, especially in, in some of the higher profile positions, we see a lot of celebrating, a lot of uh, personal celebrations. What I've noticed about the 2019 team and this 2020 team, you've adopted this personality as well, Nick. You're so excited for the dude next to you. When the attack team guys get into play, I see the entire offense and defense. Everybody's paying attention to what's going to happen. What's your take on the experience of just everybody having a role within a program where your teammates are more concerned with the efforts of others and the success of others than with their own success? That's true. I, that's something I've I've realized about Westlake culture. Football culture is really centered on like you know doing it for the guy next to you and not not for yourself. And I think it's it's really easy for someone to to get into that mindset of you know I just want to you know have the most catches. I want to have the most tackles, most sacks, and everything like that. I found I find myself more I think more excited when you know Braden Davis makes a huge sack or Taven makes a huge tackle and just slapping him on a helmet or something like that. Just I, I'm just so proud to see other guys do do great things huge part of the football culture here you know being excited for other guys and not not just yourself what's the one thing that you want out of the experience of the state championship game we know the answer to the question what do you want i know you want the ring i know you want the trophy i know you want the medal quietly inside your heart what's the one experience that you want out of this you know my biggest goal is really to just soak up every moment taking a photo in your head and to a point where you never forget the emotions you felt never forget the the memories you make there besides the fact that you have to focus on the game and make sure, making sure I, I don't take it for granted, which I don't think I will. Kate Klubnik said, any field you go out into and play football, it's, it's always going to be a hundred yard, a hundred yards down the field and 50, 53 and a half yards from sideline to sideline. In that same sense, even though I'm soaking it all up in the huge stadium and the dome and the huge scoreboard and everything, which I'm so excited for staying in the moment and, making sure you don't get ahead of yourself. It's, it's just a football game, you know, and just keep on doing the things that, that we have been doing. Get the job done tomorrow. When the game is over, you're a lifetime chap. You're a part of the Westlake football family forever. Oh, it, it feels awesome. It would feel a lot better with the win tomorrow, but I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. And it's, it's going to be my goal to hopefully raise a family here because I just love this community and everything. Hey, there's a saying here, once a chap, always a chap. And uh, we've true. enjoyed watching you play. He's Nick Morris, our chap of the week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks.